0: Ooh, ooh, uh, oh, yeah, 300. Jordan,
1: are you tired of spending hundreds of dollars on supplements that do not work? Yes. Well, at Totally Rad Supplements, they ensure to give their customers the highest quality and scientifically proven formula that will give you energy, maximize performance, and provide you with a pump like never before. Yes. They're established on the eastern shore of Maryland and are changing the fitness industry. If you want to maximize your performance and have pump like never before, then go to totallyradsupplements.com to learn
0: more. All right. Well, let me put some in my drink right now. Tricky. I think I can lift this 310. Ugh! No problem. Totally rad supplements.
1: That is totally rad, man. You are listening to the Turtlehead Podcast, a member of Big Banter Sports. This is Tuesday, August 8th, on the Turtlehead Podcast. We'll be bringing you our power rankings, Mount Rushmore. We'll talk about Maryland's trip to Italy with the basketball team. We've given our most underrated members of the Maryland football team We'll talk about the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team And get off our lawn Listen up, buckle up Here we go This is the Turtle Podcast with your hosts, Dave, Lee, Tricky, and Jordan.
2: Go turps, go oils, and go ravens. I'm Eli Monk and I have Marilyn Pride. That's what we-
0: All right, Tricky, we're in the house. We got Dave and Tricky in the house. I'm going to go ahead and start off say this is my Michael Jordan flu game. I don't have the flu. I don't know what I have. A lot of hacking, a lot of coughing, a lot of loogies, a lot of mucus. But, Tricky, I'm going to pull through. I'm going to get this through. How excited are you to be back in the studio, Tricky?
1: I am so excited that the only thing I can say at this
0: point is Ricola. Tricky, yes, you will be saying that when I give you whatever I got next week and you won't be able to do the podcast. Next week will be Tricky's flu game. But speaking of basketball, Tricky, Dave, let's go right into Maryland basketball. They went over to Italy. They wanted to go to get the, uh, what's it called? The Gabagoo. The Gabagoo. Uh, the Gabagoo. So... Maryland played room All-Stars, beat them up 92-52. to uh, Some things we saw is Juju shot great, shot great from the floor. Uh, Kaiser, this might have been his coming, coming out party. He balled out all three games. Uh, moving on, they played Florence All-Stars, won 97-68. Jameer Young had 19 points that game. Uh, Jimmy Kaiser had 17 points. Julian had 15. Dante Scott had 12 points. And then, of course, today they wrapped up their tour with playing the who was it? The Bassano PRC All Stars. They must not be very all starish. Maryland won one hundred five to forty. Swatton Rogers sixteen points. Kaiser had seventeen points, twelve rebounds, and Maryland goes three and zero on the Italy tour. The Gabagoo was secured. Dave, what else you want to talk about? Is Kaiser the truth? Uh,
3: man. Balance. This team was balanced. Every every game, it looked like different people were scoring. I like the fact that uh, it's not going to be a lot of pressure on one player. Like, I don't think Juju's going to have a lot of – like last year, a lot of pressure on him and Jameer, but it's balanced. I think Kaiser, DHS are going to be starters.
0: Yeah, I, I think the yeah. starting five is secured, don't you? Oh, I, I, I think mean, so. I mean, I could see it – no,
3: I'll tell you the truth. Yeah, I think, I think it's done. I think I, it is, too. I think he's worked – Kaiser's worked itself in there. Yeah,
0: I mean, Jameer. Yeah. Juju, Juju, Dante, Dante, and then DHS and Kaiser. Yep, it's got to be.
3: Yep, and then you got coming off the bench,
0: uh, Noah Bachelor. Yeah, you have uh, Jahari, uh,
3: Geronimo. I don't think he played. I think he's he's got he's a, a, a d- little nagging injury, so I don't think he's he played.
0: Well, I mean, my my whole thing is one thing I didn't see, which it kind of worries me, especially in those blowouts. I didn't see anything from Noah in the stat line. Not saying he didn't do anything. I'm just saying I didn't see much. Um, didn't see much from Lamouth.
3: Yeah, I haven't seen a bot score just like they'd show four players. I mean, I don't think we need Noah to score double digits. I think if he could just give us seven, eight.
0: Noah had nine points. He had three threes. So there yeah. you go. That's so, exactly I mean, if, what we if, need. If he's hitting the shots,
3: and that's yeah. that's perfect. I mean, I know DHS last year had his, a double double. His defense well, almost double double. His defense has to get a little better. So maybe that's gotten better. You know, he's got a whole year under his belt. But I think DHS and uh, Kaiser's just going to hit the ground running.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think. Can you think of the last two freshmen that came in like that? I mean, Mello. But I'm talking yeah. About like, I'm talking about like two of them at the same time. Yeah, Mello. But Mello is by himself. Uh, I mean, I guess you could say Eric Hayes and Vasquez in 07.
3: That's probably the last two that like come right in and were starting. And But even with Dixon and Baxter, them guys didn't start in the yeah, first year. Yeah, exactly. And, I can't so, think of any other two. No, I mean,
0: I mean, there's a, there's always a, that there's always freshman, got the one, the one freshman like Jordan yeah, Williams. But, he came in Mello, but we never had two hit the ground running. Which, like I said, I mean, yeah,
3: I mean, unless you go back to that team with Keith Booth and yeah, all yeah. them guys on it, but
0: but you 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 can't really tell what we have because we really don't know the competition that we played.
3: Yeah, I think the first game we were playing a team of European free agents. Really? Yeah. So I mean it's set we're we're set up to go over there and win games. Oh yeah yeah they're but not going go around and lose three Yeah games. it's just getting them on the court and yeah. getting them going so, familiar. It's like early practice, so I mean
0: ask I ask asked the question that you asked me yesterday about Dante.
3: Yeah, about how you felt about his fifth year and him climbing the record books as a Turk, but having five years of play under his belt. How do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, so we, we looked it up. He's probably not going to crack crack the top ten in scoring.
3: No. I think rebounding was the rebounding only one. Was, I think yeah. he could crack the top five in rebounding. Yeah,
0: he could. But, I mean, does it get an asterisk? I don't know. I mean, you could say that about a lot of schools. I mean, there's a lot of kids stick around five, six years. yeah. I mean, what about Jayshon Jones in football? This is year six playing football. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess
3: basketball just means a little more to me. So yeah, I, no, 100%. You know, but but I mean, and I just intent, hate to see him passing these guys. Like I, I forget who who was yeah, on like that James list. Gist, but, you know, yeah, you know. But
0: but but my thing is, but don't get me
3: wrong. I'm glad he came back. So yeah, it's a double edged sword.
0: I think Dante is who we thought Dante was going to be. I think he kind of peaked his sophomore year. I mean, he had a good year last year under Willard, but on this team, he's just a role player, man.
3: Yeah, and that—that's I mean, all we need. That's all we need. We, we got horses this year. I think. I think we're going to surprise a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I, I truly believe we get a double buy. I think yeah, that's buys ours. You know? I
3: think. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, look, look, this is a grown man, son. Look at DHS compared to Jameer. I mean, he's a grown man. Yeah,
3: man. yeah. He, I mean, he's going to be a problem. Yeah, there, he might be a one and done. It's possible. That's one of them good problems, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, shoot, you bring him in. He, I mean, he goes off. It is what it is. But and the recruits are coming in. I mean, going to say bring the next stud in. Yeah,
3: yeah, we got them lining up. Queen's gonna make his official in September. So is Roof. I seen uh, Jaden Mustafa is gonna. We're gonna get an official with him, and we're looking pretty good for him. So it's starting to look like we're go- we're gonna get a pick who we want instead of
0: hoping these people come to us. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I don't want to say before. pick,
3: but you know what I mean. Like, we would be in on these guys, but deep down we knew we weren't going to get these guys. But now we got hope.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you got Swanton Rogers who's gotten bigger. He come off the bench.
3: Yeah, Swanton Rogers might have been used this weekend as a job application. <laughs> hey. He could go overseas and make him a lot of money. I mean, he had a big game today.
0: Yeah, I mean – i'm excited dude maryland basketball november 7th is right around the corner we'll be about three months out three months out hard to believe but it's almost here and other than that we have to move on to old football all right so big banner has asked us to put together our most underrated offensive defensive player for this year's maryland football team tricky i'm gonna give you a chance to boost your boy he's not our choice but go ahead and let everybody know who's here from hickory Oh,
1: well, I didn't know we were going that deep. Uh, I was joking earlier about uh, our new freshman tight end out of Hickory, North Carolina. My man Rico, uh, Rico Walker, he's uh, going to wear number 17 this year. Uh, not sure how much time he'll get, but I did want to shout him out because he's from Hickory. But I know you have a different choice, but of course, I'm always going to be trumpeting my man Antoine Littleton II. Uh, you may have seen him rocking the 31 jersey last year, but he's still out there, but he has a new number seven. I think he thinks it makes him look a little slimmer, the single digit. But my personal choice is Antoine Littleton. I don't think he gets enough credit for the job he does in the running game, but our consensus pick is who? Who is our most underrated offensive player on this year's Maryland Terrapins.
0: So for the past couple of years we've been wide receiver you. DJ Moore, uh Rakeem Jarrett, I mean Diggs. Who, Diggs. Uh, we could keep going on and on about uh players who have come from Maryland to the NFL at the wide receiver position. Well how about a fella who appeared in all thirteen games as a freshman last year as a kick returner, most of those games, but his coming out party was against North Carolina State in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. He had a 34-yard performance while returning three kickoffs for 73 yards, including a 41-yard return, by far his best game of the season. He also had a game against Rutgers where he caught 79 yards with with including a 42-reception. So what I'm getting at is name a player that used to return kickoffs that was electric but also was a great wide receiver, and we've already mentioned him, Diggs, return kickoffs, and was electric on the field. Was he not?
3: Yeah, I, I was. I, I thought you were going Hayward Bay there for a minute. No, no, that's, that's <laughs> tricky, no, boy.
0: No. Now,
1: Hayward Bay returned some kicks. So. Yes, he yeah. did. He had the wheels, did not have the hands.
0: But I'm telling you now, Octavian Smith, nobody really knows about him. Like I said, he had his coming out party at the last game of the season last year versus NC State. stayed oh,
3: they will know this year.
0: Absolutely. We are picking our most underrated player going into the offensive year for Maryland is number five octavian smith jr now let's turn it over to the defensive part of the ball i think we all unanimously picked this one tricky who is our most underrated defensive player going into the year
1: i'm going with the local favorite you know we like to keep it local here our uh delmar uh player from maryland he has been on this podcast dante trader you talk about a multifaceted athlete uh, as we mentioned uh, when we interviewed him, he's also on the Maryland lacrosse team. And uh, he really improved last season, really put his stamp on the defense, and uh, only see better things to come because you would think, after playing a full season of lacrosse, that he should be in impeccable shape.
0: Well, he led last year. Here's, a, here's career totals. Uh, single game, tackles, 10 tackles against Penn State. Solo tackles six against Penn state tackles for a loss. He had one against Illinois. He had one interception last year. However, he did pick off Michigan last year and they called it back with some crazy behind flag. I'm pretty sure I was a pick six too. Wasn't I, Dave? I'm pretty yes. sure it was.
3: He yeah. had two interceptions last year, didn't he?
0: Well, yeah, I'm talking about single game performances, yeah. but Dante is a off the field, on the field. Great guy. He's an academic, all American, all big 10 selection, which soon we're going to talk about later. All Big Ten is about to be All-American because we go west to east, on west coast to east coast. But Dante Trader is our most underrated defensive player going into this year's season. But be on the lookout for Big Banner Sports. They're going to put together a most underrated top list for all the schools, and we'll be hollering for Dante and Octavian. So I had the opportunity of going on the Ohio podcast last week. I think that episode is going to drop this week. And they talked about floor ceiling for Maryland football. Me personally said the floor is just making a bowl game because now we've set that standard where bowl games are guaranteed under Mike Loxley. And what's the ceiling? And my ceiling is Big Ten Championship. Why not, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think this is our our greatest season for scheduling-wise that things can line up our way. Just a couple balls bounce our way. We're good to go. But let's talk about it. Where do you think Maryland Terrapins play in a bowl next year?
1: Well, I don't know particularly which bowl – uh, that's to be determined. I just hope that we advance uh, in in our uh, progress as a football team. We kind of knew last year once we were bowl eligible that maybe that was as good as we were going to be. We hope for more. But um, it seems like we get a little complacent once we get that bowl eligibility. But I don't think that's the team that we're looking at this year. I think they have uh, higher aspirations Uh, I would love to see them win the Big Ten. Um, As you mentioned, Jordan, the schedule really lays out to where that's a possibility. Um, But I don't see why ten wins is outrageous, and I would like to see maybe one or two more than that.
0: Well, here's our options, right? Bottom of the bowl list is the quick lane bowl versus the Mac. We don't want that. Guaranteed rate bowl versus the Big 12, we don't want that. Bad Boy Miller's Strike Bowl, we've been there, done that. Trans Perfect Music City, I could say that, that versus the SEC, that's probably a good chance we could have that. That's in Nashville. Duke's Mayo, we've been there, done that. Reclias Bowl, that's versus SEC. That's one of our choices. The Cheez-It Citrus Bowl, that's the one we want right there. Yeah, I'd, I'd
3: say either the... Or the Orange Bowl, but that well, Orange Bowl's going to be bowl, tough. but... I would like to match up with SEC in the bowl game. Absolutely. See like last year we were cringing on that, but I think
1: this is the year I would like. No, I agree with that, Dave, because uh, other than Clemson, who would we even feel good about beating in the ACC? Um, I mean, that we all, we yeah, all know maybe, there's some. Maybe Florida State. Is
3: there even still an ACC? Or? Yeah, seriously.
0: Seriously. Well,
1: I mean, I, that's what I was leading into. I mean, there's Man. been a lot of conference realignment, as it were, teams jumping from one conference to another, and we're going to see the demise perhaps of the Pac-12, the ACC, and there may just be several super conferences that have an East and West division. Yeah,
3: well, I think we've seen the demise of the Pac-12 already.
1: I'm pretty sure that's done. Yeah, Yeah. what's left? they got four teams. Was it uh, Arizona State, uh, Washington State, Oregon State, and – uh, Stanford. How about yeah, that's it. Yeah. Because the other ones are going to the Big Twelve. Because yeah, Stanford, they're they're still talking ACC, but Jeez. Uh, yeah, I I don't know how they're even going to save that. Country. The old Atlantic
0: Coast Conference out west.
1: Right. Yeah. How does that even work? Um, but well,
0: we'll get into that. But let's talk about it. So what what is y'all's dream bowl right now besides the College Playoff semifinal? I think the Citrus Cit- Bowl. Yeah, yeah the it's Citrus a dream bowl. bowl. Yeah, 100%.
3: because you're looking at if you're not going to win the Big Ten, if you're in the Citrus Bowl, you probably play for a Big Ten championship. Yeah. That's right.
1: So and it's east of Waco so we could certainly fire up the Turtlehead party bus and uh, make our presence known. I mean the we, party uh,
0: bus has been to Italy son because she's east of Waco. That's right. so we'll go anywhere east of Waco and uh, definitely not going to Stanford tricky.
1: No no thank you
0: but uh there that is that's I think that's our ceiling for the Maryland football team this year at the Citrus Bowl. I think anything below that is not not a letdown but it just you know the pride hurts a little bit. But uh, what else we would talk about football? Anything else you want to?
3: Well, let's mention? let's ask this question to get to that bowl. What in your mind has to happen? What's one thing this season, like what one player has to achieve a certain goal or? I mean, maybe TT's got to play his balls off. Yeah, I'm thinking he's got to be in a Heisman race. Yeah, yeah, absolutely or Heisman conversation. Yes, he- yes. We haven't had Heisman conversation since Lamont Jordan. Yep. Lamont for
1: Heisman? I believe that's probably the last time. Wow, blast from the past, Lamont Jordan. Um I would love to see uh Talia be a Heisman candidate. Yeah, I'm, But I'd rather I really rather see the offense just be so balanced that it's easy for him, and that's why he gets that recognition. Well, exactly. Recognition. I mean, all I that falls together, though. Right, but I don't right. I don't want him to have to play out of his mind to be mentioned. I want him to be running one of the finer offenses in the nation and handling his business without having to go off script or do anything crazy because
0: – Well, the, the crazy well, part he, is – he
1: can still play out of his mind and not go
3: off script, though. Yeah, I mean – You it, know, that's, that's what I want, like –
0: I told the Ohio podcast. I said the offense doesn't worry me. I think we're gonna put up points. It's the defense that worries me.
3: I think by week four, Tricky's gonna be sold. We're gonna turn him into a believer. It's, it's only, only taking him three years. He's gonna be coming in here with a baby to a jersey on.
0: Hey,
1: well, that's asking a lot, Dave.
0: <laughs> but the, the 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 stretch is that Penn State, Nebraska, Michigan. That's the stretch. You got a trap game in the middle. You got two big home games. I just we we got. I mean,
3: well, we, we've said it. This is the year we need to ne- make the next step, and that's beat in one of them teams. Beat in mm-hmm. a Michigan, a Penn State, or a Ohio State. We I mean, have we have to beat one of them teams. And
0: the thing is that that Ohio State game, we can lose that game, but if we go in there five and zero, I don't want a sixty to three. Oh spread. no, yeah, like I want a competitive game. Yeah,
3: I mean, there's no consolation trophies, but you want to. Being games and we
0: play them. We 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 hang tough with them the past couple of years. So and I'll tell you what, if our
1: defense does hold up, I think we have a great shot at that because you're talking about wide receiver university. Used to be they always pumped out the running backs, but here lately they've been putting out a lot of nice receivers at uh, Ohio State. But I think you're going to see a drop off in their offense this year. But they've got bigger boys up front, so if they want to run the ball, if they want to you know force the issue with us, I think they can. So it's going to be a matter of getting them to three and outs and keeping our offense on the field and uh, the, making the, them play from yeah, behind and
3: eliminating the big
0: plays, mm-hmm. you and know, no, eliminating the stupid plays. Yeah. How many times in the past three years, that's one knock I have on Loxley is we get the big stop three and out. And here comes a flag for some stupid, unnecessary roughness, just something stupid. We've got to cut those stupid flags like you're going to have penalties, but you can't have those stupid penalties. But man, I, this, yeah, and we this, have them at
3: the worst times. It, every
0: yeah. time. This is the first time in a long time I've been excited for Maryland football. So, and all I can say is we got Orioles baseball peaking. Ravens, I'm sure, will be good. The Commander's got a new owner. Maryland football will be rocking. But it's all a bridge. And What's that bridge to, Dave?
1: Maryland basketball.
0: Maryland basketball, baby. That's right. I like turtles. So, let's take the time to talk conference realignment. We talked earlier the big the well the big 10 is expanding but the Pac 12 is now the Pac 4. It is no longer after next year I'm afraid. What is the future of college athletics tricky?
1: It is wide open now, Jordan. No longer is it going to be an east west coast type deal cuz we've got teams from the west playing with teams in the east. I'm just worried about us as fans because as a fan of a team that plays east of Waco, I know that my games are not going to be on at 12:30 at night. However, if Maryland has to play USC, UCLA, Oregon, any of these other West Coast schools, then that could mean having to sit up into the wee hours of the night just to watch a football game. So I, I really appreciate the money. That it's going to bring the conference. And it's certainly going to bring a lot more eyes and attention. But what about the fan? Is it going to have people on the East Coast waiting for games to start on Pacific Coast time?
0: Well, Tricky, let's fix the problem. Okay. I have drawn... Tricky, how like that? That's not bad. That's Florida. actually a very... Florida's a little... i got a little problem in here, but it's okay. I think I did pretty good. That's a very
1: good map of the United States Thank that you, you've tricky. drawn. You're a true American.
0: Thank you. So, my first thought was, let's draw a crosshair through the United States. You would have north, south... Well, actually, there's one problem already. I guess you would have northeast, southeast, northwest, southwest. That's one way to fix the problem. However... Maybe we don't need four conferences. Maybe we do. Let's do, uh, you have east, west, and then we'll have north, midwest, south, midwest, maybe. I I mean, Tricky, how would you fix a problem? Because the problem is, as you're looking at the map here online, a lot of schools are in this area. And as it gets wider out, you have a lot more area covered by these teams. I mean, you know, you get up there in Montana and North Dakota and all that, you're basically got one team to root for. But how can we fix college sports as we know it? In my opinion, I think there needs to be either four to six major conferences, right or wrong, Tricky.
1: I don't know what is right because you have some high-profile, very well-funded Division One programs, and then you have some smaller schools that are still in Division One that really can't compete with them, and as you mentioned, the disparity of uh, teams on the West versus the East. Yeah, because there are plenty of teams in the uh, in the upper middle part of the country where they don't have that many Division I schools. So I don't know if just doing it geographically is the way to go. I don't know if you have to uh, allow certain lesser schools into some of the bigger conferences just to even things out. Uh, it's certainly not going to be an East and West thing unless – you have a number of major conferences, four to six, and then even they would have to be divided because we've got so many teams in the Big Ten. We can't all just play as one conference. There has to be an East and a West. And then what happens if you know all the good teams are in the East or are all in the West, and then you have your conference championship game and it's a blowout. So I just what don't if, know.
0: What if we do away with conferences? What if it's just a free-for-all? And you make your schedule. So Maryland has, what, 12 games for football? We pick the 12 teams we play. You know, in my opinion, I think truly Maryland would pick, you know, Penn State, uh, Clemson, Florida State, maybe Florida. You know, pick some East Coast teams. And at the end of the year, you kind of go back to your BCS, the strongest schedule plays for a national championship. Because, yes, UCLA could go out there and stack up with the Boise States and the the Washingtons of the world, and they could go 12-0. and 0, But then you have a team like Maryland who might go, I don't know, 9-3, and 3, but their strength of schedule was far more superior. I mean, Notre Dame's done it for all these years.
1: Well, that is an excellent point. With Notre Dame, uh, BYU, I believe, was independent for some time. The only problem is, and it's always about money, the bowl system. Yep. Because these certain bowls have always been tied to certain conferences And I'm curious to see how that works. You know, we mentioned earlier uh, in this podcast about certain bowl games where it's ACC versus SEC or Big Ten versus Pac 12 or whatever. Well, in a few years, the Pac 12 won't exist. The ACC may be completely different. Um, But yeah, the bowl system, you have certain people that spend money to make sure that certain. Conferences are represented in these bowls, and I don't know how you fix that.
0: I, I, I don't know how you fix it either, Tricky. But I will say, what's going on now is not fixing the problem.
1: Oh no! And
0: Rutgers is going to travel close to twenty-seven thousand miles next year. And that's ridiculous. Twenty-seven thousand miles. <laughs> NFL teams aren't traveling that far. So, so something's got to change in NCAA.
1: Well, that's the thing. Um, I don't know who's really in charge of the NCAA. I know they have a president, and there are chancellors and all other people with positions, but they let NIL in without really doing a lot of homework on it. Now they're all crying that NFL is ruining the or NIL is ruining the sport. Well, what did you think was going to happen? Exactly. And they didn't set any parameters at all. If they wanted to do it, Do it with some rules, with some stipulations. Now, I mean, you can't get the cat back into the bag once he's out. So now they want to tighten up the NIL. It's too late. It's the Wild Wild West. You got guys getting money for anything they want. And they're not going to give it back. So um, all this realignment and letting people just jump around, they haven't hit the brakes on it yet. So it's just going to be a runaway train. You see all the transferring going on of players. Um, it's just going to turn collegiate athletics into a semi pro league, and I don't know that there's any way to stop it.
0: MLB power rankings. Tricky, you're not even getting the first pick. Actually, no. Get the ball out. Get the ball. Dave, grab a ball. Oh, you got one, Tricky? First shot, Tricky. Dave, whatever we do, we cannot let Tricky win. Let's go. Let's go. I picked the order. Dave won. Tricky, two. I'll take the,
3: you the got three snake.
0: spot. Yeah, all right. Because I'm going I'm, to I'm force it. Tricky's hand in case Dave doesn't do it.
1: No, he'll do it, I'm sure.
0: Number well, one, Dave.
3: The Baltimore Orioles, number one.
0: Yeah, all day. Not not even close, Tricky.
1: No, they're, they're really on a roll. Um are we isn't, too
0: early? isn't 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 uh, Trey
1: Mancini available now? He is. I, I don't see any reason not to pull the trigger on uh, on, on Boom Boom. That, uh, we, that's we still, crazy. We still
0: have his fight uh, plaque in the uh, in the dugout from when he had cancer. Nice. So I, why not bring him home?
1: No, honestly, I, I I thought about that when I saw he was uh, on waivers. Um, no, I've got to go Atlanta. Uh, that's an easy pick. Dave uh, took the pressure off me there by taking the Orioles. Atlanta is the only team. Uh, Still with a three in front of their loss column, um, yeah, they were one of the they were the first team to seventy wins. Orioles have reached that also, um, but the Orioles are hot right now. I can't argue with that number one, but give me Atlanta at two.
0: So I have the stake. I'm taking Texas at three. They're seven and three in their last ten, and they're, I mean they're pulling away their division over the Oh Astros. But then, number four, I'm going to take those Tampa Bay Rays. Tricky.
1: Well, I'm going to have to go to the National League. Um, we were talking about those Cubbies last week, man. They are still hot. They are ready to take over the Brew Crew. Uh, the Phillies still hanging in there. with The Braves. The Phillies are 10 games over five hundred and ten and a half and 10.5 games back of first place. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, And your Reds are still holding strong there, Jordo. so I don't know. Um, Gosh, I almost almost took those cheating Astros, but you know I can't do it. Give me uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, who may still be in the running for Shohei Ohtani as the Angels have lost six straight.
3: Dave.
0: Or is it me? No, it's Dave. It's
3: me. I think... I see the Brewers are on top, but they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. So, I'm going to go with the Cubs here at 7-3. and three, They're creeping up on the Brewers. Nice pick.
0: And then your snake?
3: Oh, my snake? Oh, you fooled me with a snake there. Did anyone take the Rangers yet? Nope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. Yep, yeah. Jordan got them. Well, I'm, I'm going to take the, uh, the Brewers.
1: Tricky? Oh, don't force me to take those cheating Astros. Um... I'm going to have to do it, uh, even though they were just at the White House acting like a bunch of fools. I mean, it is so old, the taking the champion to the White House deal. But anyway, uh, yeah, give me the Astros. I didn't want to do it. And um, I'm snaking back, nope, right? No, nope, I have to say. the you're the snake man. All right, go and ahead.
0: And then at 9 and 10, how about those manners?
1: Eight. Oh, I'm glad you brought them up. They are hot, Five in man. a row.
0: And they're 8-2 in their last 10. And then number 10, I'm going to take the Phillies. That's for you, Hughes. I'm going to take the Phillies at 10. So there it is. There's our top 10 power rankings. Orioles are hot. It's great time to be an Oriole fan. Tricky, is the season over yet for the Yankees?
1: Oh, the Yankees. That gives me the opportunity to say, fire Aaron Boone. Because, look, you talk about those, uh, those bums down in Houston. We took a game or two from them. Tampa, we, we, we showed we could hang with them. But, um, you know, we got uh, Domingo Herman fresh off a, what, a perfect game. And then he shows up completely hammered in the clubhouse, acting belligerent. This is the same guy we gave with a second chance after a, a domestic violence uh, conviction. It sounds uh, like he fits right in, Drake. Maybe that's he really... was partying with Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah, maybe. See, that's 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 how you get in trouble. Um, I saw where nasty Nestor finally came back and got hurt just as quick. Um I just don't I, I don't understand how you can have all that talent and that little production. Uh if anybody would like G and Carlos Stanton, you can have him.
0: He's a hustler though.
1: Yeah, he's hustled him out of a lot of money. I don't know anybody gets hurt playing D H. It's not like he's out there diving for balls in the outfield and he's always hurt, man.
0: Tricky, I've told you out three weeks. Come on home. Man. Yeah, I
3: it's hard to feel sorry for the Yankees, Tricky. I don't feel sorry for you one bit. I didn't expect you to.
0: <laughs> and your boy was in the house this past weekend. They Who? they they honored the '83 championship team. Yeah. Give out some bobbleheads. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, Tricky, just come on home.
1: I was I was actually alive and watching baseball at that age, as you could probably tell from my uh, Mount Rushmore picks. My age is showing, but uh, no, I remember the entire state being crazy at that time when the Orioles. Won their uh, last World Series, yay! What forty years ago? Forty years, and that hard were belief? you seven? I would have been seven. Yeah, I, yes. w- I was five, and I don't remember it. So, oh, I, I remember, and uh, I remember Mike Beecham brought in. Uh, he had one of the commemorative uh, Orioles World Champion Coke bottles, and I thought that was real cool, man. But yeah, I remember that. I remember hollering, Eddie, Larry. Anybody with an E on the end, we always chant, got it out there and chanted and hollered, but... You was, sound like you're right on the edge, ready to come back, man. Just come back. If, on, if my father was still alive, maybe I would do it, but now ain't no need. I'll, I'll, I'll be with them bums forever.
0: So let's do get off our lawn, not get off my lawn. Me and Tricky have one thing I want to talk about. USA women's soccer.
1: Jordan, they had won, what, the last two World Cups, I believe? Yes. And I feel like maybe they kind of relied on their old veteran players when they had some younger gals that should have gotten an opportunity, and it seemed like those older girls were, or ladies, were all out there for themselves. They didn't seem to take it very seriously. I did learn an interesting stat in world cup and international or in um, national team play 85% of penalty kicks go in of the 15% that miss nine or 89% are stopped by the goalie. So you're looking at a very, 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 very small percentage of goal kicks penalty kicks, rather, that just missed the goal altogether. And...
0: Oh, Megan Rampino's ball just landed, Tricky.
1: Wow. She did get some air under that. And we mentioned Trinity Rodman, her father, not the greatest offensive player, but a Hall of Famer because he contributed in other places on the court. Nobody cared that he had multicolored hair, tattoos, rings in his face, wore dresses because he went out there and got the job done. Megan Rapino wanted all the attention. She got it and she shrank under the pressure.
0: And you know, look how far we've fallen from the 99ers to now 24 years. All of America was supporting the 99ers. I remember sitting at a birthday party for my family and watching the championship game. What a moment for women's sports back in 1999. Now we go out of our way to make women's rights the way and look how far they've fallen. I would say Majority of Americans were rooting against Team USA because of their wokeness. Well,
1: not only was it the whole woke deal and trying to get extra money, uh, it was the fact that they did not seem to take it very seriously. I mean, you tie against, uh, was it Portugal, and they're out there posing for selfies and dancing around. I mean, you're representing our country. You should have a little more pride It's not about the name on the back of the jersey, Megan. It's the name on the front. Remember that.
0: And ask Brittany Griner about kneeling for the national anthem. In her time of need, America stood up and got her home. So all together, all those USA women of the 2024 team, get off our lawn.
1: Uh, We call it a pitch, Jordan. It's get off our pitch.
0: Get off our pitch. All right, Tricky, it's time for your Adam's Rib Trivia Question of the Week. Tell us about it and take it away.
1: Thank you, Jordan. Each week at 6.30 p.m. on Tuesdays, I host a trivia game at Adam's Tap House in Fruitland, Maryland. I ask a total of 21 questions. You, by listening to this podcast, will already have one correct answer before you even walk in the door. Batter Up is the category. We're getting into the baseball pennant race. This is when the big bats come out. So my question to you, Jordan, in which U.S. state can you see the world's largest baseball bat weighing in at 68,000 pounds, standing 120 feet tall? Which U.S. state would you have to travel to to see the world's largest baseball bat?
0: I'm so confident I'm going to give you a city also. Louisville, Kentucky.
1: Todd, you're good. I've seen it. You are so good. I was hoping you would say New York because there is a huge baseball bat right outside of Yankee Stadium with Babe Ruth's autograph on it. However, it is out in front of the Louisville Slugger Factory and Museum. Yes. The world's largest baseball bat.
0: And now it's time for the 60-second roundup with your Turtlehead News Broadcasting team, Tricky and Jordan. Here we go, Tricky. Let's start it off in 3, 2, 1. Bengals Joe Mixon faces civil suit related to shooting his neighbor.
1: Uh, I wanted to bring up the fact that uh, Jake Paul just uh, handled his business against Nate Diaz this weekend. Seems like the problem child is just that. Quite a problem for those throwing hands.
0: Speaking of taking on the chin, Tim Anderson suspended six games for his fight with Jose.
1: Max Scherzer becomes the first professional athlete to be paid over $15 million by three different teams in one season.
0: Brock, he ain't purdy nine, says elbow feels normal.
1: And in Dallas, there is trouble. Nobody respects Dak as Trayvon Diggs tells him to shut his meep meep
0: up Alright, so here we go. Last week we weren't able to do Mount Rushmore. We got Dave in the studio with Tricky. We are doing celebrity crushes. That's what the AWL has chose, and that's what we're gonna do. Dave, you're the guest. You got one over one. Let's go. Who is the number one celebrity crush growing up?
3: Well, Gotta be Kelly Kapowski, Saved by the Bell,
1: Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yes, yes, always, always a good choice. Although I, I enjoyed a little Lisa Turtle myself. Well,
3: yeah, I, I enjoyed a little Showgirls and uh. Oh yeah, Elizabeth,
1: Elizabeth Berkeley, I think was her name. Yeah, yeah I, I noticed there weren't a lot of busted looking chicks there at Bayside. Oh no. All
0: right, Tricky. Actually, I'll go too, Tricky. Go ahead. I'm taking Topanga, baby. All day, every day. See, that's more my generation. Say by the bells, you all. Boy Meets World was mine. Topanga, all day.
1: And uh, both of them still in uh, pretty uh, pretty good shape. Yes. Yes. Uh, now, I was just on the outside of that uh, Boy Meets World uh, group, but I am familiar with Topanga and uh, I, I do like her style. Um, Danielle Fishel would be her given name. Um, but I'm going to skew a little, little older. Some of our older a- AWLs may recognize one of my early celebrity crushes, and that was Suzanne Summers. She played... Three's Company. Yes, she played Christmas Snow. That was her character's real name. They called her Chrissy. But yes, Suzanne Somers on Three's Company. Another one still holding up. She could be close to 80 now, but she's probably with the help of the thigh Master kept herself in great shape. Suzanne Summers.
0: Run it back, Tricky.
1: Oh, well, if we're still... Uh, Chasing Baby Boomers, another person that's uh, still holding up well. And uh, I'll probably catch a lot of flack from this from the AWLs, but uh, always had a soft spot in my heart for Marie Osmond. Oh. Yes.
0: Well, I'm sticking with the greatest of all time, Jennifer Aniston. Still holding strong. Dave.
3: Yeah, I got to go with... uh... All you wrestling fans, Sunny
1: from the WWF. Sunny. Yes. Yes, she uh, has is not holding up quite as well as some <laughs> no, of the others. No, states. not at all. Um, and uh, has gotten to a stretch of uh, legal issues and has some demons she needs to work out. But at the uh, at the onset of uh, internet popularity, she was one of the most downloaded people when uh, everybody was still getting on the internet with their free AOL CD they got in the mail,
0: and run it back, Dave.
1: Oh well, I got to go with I'm I'm number one
3: Britney Spears pod or fanboy right here, boy. Hey. I got to go with Britney. Oh. And
0: me, baby, one more time.
1: I, I don't know, man. Her love is just so toxic. I don't <laughs> know, but no, 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 no beef with Brit. That's for sure.
0: I'm taking it to the year 1999, where I first was introduced to Anakin's love. Miss Natalie Portman.
1: Ah, very classy choice there, Jordan. A oh, classy Portman. guy. Yes. Here's one that you all may not know, but I'm going to go with. I believe her name is Melania Weintraub. She is Lily from the Sprint commercials. <laughs> She's also an actress, and uh, I've always found her like stupid hot. Melania Weintraub. Hey, this is your, Lily, ch- this is your Lily chance. Lily from AT&T.
0: That's your chance to run it back with Melania Trump. Go ahead.
1: Well, do have a soft spot in my heart for her. Not my favorite first lady. But um, let's see. One more celebrity crush. One of my earliest. I don't think she's still with us, but this is a sports podcast. Let me have Morgana, the kissing bandit.
0: <laughs> oh, Kyle Ripken laid a, a lip on her. I watched that video the other uh, day.
1: George Brett, Nolan Ryan, they're, they're, uh, Pete Rose.
0: She's definitely a celebrity, Tricky.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: And my last pick, I'm going with The Notebook. Miss Rachel McAdams. Wow. D- Dave, your last pick?
3: Well, I'm going to go with Full House. Oh. But not DJ Tanner because uh. no one wanted <laughs> DJ Tanner. I wanted a friend that would go out and... Act and then think about it afterwards. <laughs> DJ was always the one, no, no, don't do that. You know, I like a little crazy, so I'm going Kimmy Gibbler. Kimmy
1: Gibbler. I'm telling you, nobody talks about Kimmy Gibbler when they did Fuller House. I don't think she came back, right? Wasn't she one of the only ones that did No, she Kimmy. did. Oh, did she eventually? Yeah. But, yeah, I remember the one episode when, uh, for some reason, they, I don't know if it was Uncle Joey had a dream or something, and this hot chick came into the kitchen and it was in the future and it turned out to be the future Kimmy Gibbler and and at the end they asked him if he ever if he learned a lesson or anything he said yeah I'm gonna start being a lot nicer to that Kimmy Gibbler I just remember the one when he went to the party and they were drinking and
3: you know DJ was no 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 Kimmy went all in boy so oh yeah yes sir she
1: seemed like a fun time yes
0: so we're not going to talk about honorable mentions
1: Uh, not holly berry oh yeah 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 holly berry for sure um salma hayek uh there's plenty of them out there a lot a lot of decent looking celebrities uh every now and then when i'm feeling a little weird tilda swinton but that's just me
0: (laughs) so 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 rebecca Donaldson doesn't ring a name
2: oh aunt becky yes yeah she will
1: get you in school
3: Hey, oh yeah,
2: yes, she, she will. will
1: get you in school. So yeah, and she's now pretty much a, a part of the Big Ten now that USC is coming
0: right. to the Big yeah. Ten. You're right. Yeah,
3: full so, circle. Yeah, yeah. So if you are a rower, just talk to her; she'll get you a scholarship. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> so there it is—the Mount Rushmore of childhood celebrity crushes.
2: Yo, Jay, hit it. Let's go. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital. To rock around. That's right. On time. It's huh, tricky. Huh, huh. It's the time. Here we go. To rock around.
0: To rock around. That's right. On time. And as you all have heard, this whole podcast, I don't need any Grey Poupon. How about a little Ricola Tricky? Our Recola Trivia segment of the week. Tricky Trivia.
1: I found a young man who has beaten all the odds. His name is Dayton Weber. He is a professional athlete, and he is a quadruple amputee. He had a serious blood infection as a child, and when he was a baby, he had to have both arms and legs removed. Growing up, he taught himself how to drive a four-wheeler. But now, he is a professional cornhole player. I'm not kidding you. I've watched videos of this guy. No arms. No legs. And is hitting the cornhole like nobody's business. I mean, straight in.
0: He would beat us, is what you're saying.
1: Oh, absolutely. Just an amazing, amazing story from someone from the state of Maryland young Dayton Weber, 25 years old. And just to be able to get up and dress yourself with no arms, no legs is one thing. And to feed yourself and go about your everyday life. He is on the professional cornhole tour and is damn good at it. We'd like to thank all of our AWLs for listening. Hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and X. That's Twitter for you other folks. Do like and subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Check out BigBanterSports.com. Shout out to our friends, the Happy Ramblings podcast. This has been the Turtleheads. We're signing off. Love you.